Broadcasting live from the RNR studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Presented by Tequila Embajador. Uh, well, look, as an organization, we're obviously very proud of him. Um, the organization has always sort of been built on, on a progressive mentality. Uh, Mr. Davis started that when he was with the team and, and some of the things he did throughout the years in the 60s and 70s. And Mark has really continued that. And I think you can look to Mark's words for how the organization feels. Uh, his first reaction was a genuine one. It's 2021 and we're still making a big deal out of this. But uh, we really shouldn't. I know I know it is. I know it probably will remain. And, and we'll look forward to the day when it's not. Uh, but the organization is fully behind him um, and very supportive and, and proud of, of what he did yesterday. Mark's father used to say what makes a, a man difference is what makes him great and you heard John echo those, Coach Gruden echo those comments yesterday and that's just what our organization was built on and uh, will continue to be. That was the voice of Las Vegas Raiders um, president and CEO Mark Bedane earlier today uh, out at uh, Allegiant Stadium um, with the announcement uh, over at Allegiant that uh, a huge rugby tournament is coming to Allegiant Stadium, a national uh, rugby tournament. And we can't wait uh, for that. But obviously, Mark Bedane, uh, the Raiders president, talking about yesterday's uh, announcement from defensive end uh, Carl Nassib becoming the first active uh, NFL player uh, to come out as, as gay. And um, I think, you know, uh, Mark Bedane echoing what uh, owner Mark Davis said, uh, and so many others uh, have kind of echoed uh, as well. This shouldn't be a big deal. Uh, it is from a historical standpoint. We all get that. Um, he's the first uh, NFL player anytime uh, the, the, the first of anything, especially of this significance and magnitude, it's going to be a story. Uh, but I think um, here's hoping, and I think we can all agree on this, that this no longer becomes a story in the future um, when, uh, when, when, when people make announcements of, of these uh, sorts of, of, uh, of things. And, and, and let's hope that we don't have to be in a, po a position where anyone has to make uh, any announcement uh, along these lines. But um, we all know, um, you know, kind of the, the, the history uh, of, of this subject and the sensitivity of it and, um, you know, uh, what surrounds it and sometimes the, um, the anxiety um, uh, it, 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 it causes, uh, you know, uh, not being um, or, or being afraid sometimes to, to, to come out and be honest. Um, you know, uh, that is going to, uh, it's going to happen. And um, here's hoping that, um, that, that is no longer um, is is no longer the case, and I think that the Raiders' uh, backing of um, of of Carl Nassib in this big announcement. Uh, by the way, I'm getting a a, a a tweet, or excuse me, a text here from a very prominent Raider. I'm going to tweet this out here in just a second. Um, but you know, um, it's just it's just something that I think what the last couple of days have really really shown is that. We, we are in a position now where it's getting easier for these type of announcements to happen. And um, what I think, you know, maybe Carl was worried about, he has found out and discovered in a very uh, great way that um, he didn't have to worry so much. And maybe that's a, that maybe that is a, um, maybe that's a, a signal for others uh, to, 
follow now and to not have that anxiety and not to be um, worried about what the stigma might be. Um, you know, maybe that's the best news of this. Um, you know, that, uh, that, that, you know, it eases anyone's concern so that people are going to be more comfortable uh, moving forward. Um, so uh, that's, again, uh, the takeaway. And, um, you know, I, I think that that's a, uh, a really good, a really good message. And I think that that's, you know, the, the, for me anyway, the main takeaway, there's been such overwhelming support from teammates, um, from, you know, from colleagues, from peers, from uh, other people outside the sports world, from people within uh, the sports world. Uh, there's a sense of, hey, Carl, it's, it's okay. We support you. You're still our teammate. You're still our brother. Uh, nothing changes in that regard. Um, and I think that's the, again, uh, the big takeaway. By the way, you're listening to Raider Nation Radio uh, in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor brought to you by Tequila Embajador. Obviously, the Carl Nassib um, news has been dominating uh, the, the day, um, but uh, uh, there's other news, obviously, and uh, the Raiders continue to uh, point toward uh, training camp. We've thrown out that question um, uh, on Twitter regarding, um, you know, Damon Arnett and the conspicuousness of what was going on with Damon Arnett uh, over the last, you know, um, couple of days, you know, uh, uh, post minicamp in terms of where is Damon Arnett right now, and uh, he's he's there. You know, he was at practice, but he was doing a whole bunch more uh, um, watching than actually participating. And um, you know, it was very very conspicuous. So, uh, uh, want to get your thoughts on on what might be going on? Um, and uh, and and you know, what, guys, we're gonna take a quick quick break. Sorry, we're gonna get to the calls in just one second, uh, but uh, we got a little bit of a breaking situation going on right now. We'll be right back in about five ten minutes or five minutes uh, right after this break, uh, and we'll get right to it. Thank you very much. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at six nine one eight seven or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is in the huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio nine twenty AM. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, but um, you know, just full disclosure: when you uh, in, a, in a story like this, when um, you're getting a text from. Uh, the face of the Raiders franchise, it's something that you have to uh, deal with. So, uh, and, um, you know, uh, sorry about cutting that, uh, that short right there, but I uh, did get a text from uh, 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 Derek Carr, and uh, he has reached out directly to Carl Nassib. Obviously, we're talking about Carl Nassib, um, the Raiders defensive end, uh, who uh, came out uh, as gay uh, yesterday, first active NFL player to do so. Um, Derek tells me that um, he told Carl that he loves him, um, and he also said, uh, his quote was, I have often uh, said that I love my teammates, and I mean that. Uh, we always say we are family in that Raiders locker room, and we mean that too. I want to win a championship here with Carl and the rest of our teammates. So uh, Derek Carr, um, you know, reaching out to me just as I got on the air. Um, uh, great timing, right, uh, to, uh, to share his thoughts. I know a lot of people were waiting on Derek Carr, um, you know, uh, to uh, what was he going to say? He's the quarterback of the Raiders. He's the face of the franchise. He's the leader of that franchise. Um, and uh, I think he wanted to give it a couple of, you know, 24 hours or so uh, uh, before 
you know, he offered his support, and that's exactly what Derek Carr uh, is doing. Uh, and we thank him for that. Um, so, uh, but without further ado, I want to go out to the Raider Nation guest line and welcome in uh, one of my best friends in this business, somebody that uh, I've learned a lot from. Uh, he's a colleague. He's a friend. Uh, he's one of the best to do it. He's a Hall of Famer. Um, and uh, talking about Sam Farmer from the Los Angeles Times. And there wasn't anybody that I could have thought of better to, uh, to bring on um, in, in this situation in light of uh, Carl's announcement yesterday than Sam, who's been covering the NFL as good as anyone uh, for the last 20-some-odd years. Um, uh, Sam, first of all, uh, I know it's a busy time for you. Uh, thank you so much for uh, dropping by and spending some time with us in the huddle. How are you doing, my man? Anytime, Vinny, of course. I'm doing well. Thank you so much. I uh, uh, thought yesterday was kind of going to be a slow news day. Got back up from Troy Pines, uh, U.S. Open, you know, tapped out a little golf leisurely, and then and then a big story breaks, and you know, oh, what that's like. And so, um, uh, but I'm happy to come on, and, and thanks very much for that kind introduction. Yeah, absolutely. And Sam, you know, it was inevitable that uh, a day like yesterday was going to happen, that, um, um, you know, a football player, an NFL player uh, was going to be the first um, uh, to make the announcement uh, that Carl Nassib uh, made. And I, and I'm, I know that it was it was inevitable, right? It was just going to happen yeah, uh, at some point. Didn't know when, didn't know who, obviously. Um, but what I was struck by, Sam, um, especially in the aftermath of this, which has been overwhelmingly positive uh, for Carl Nassib, mm -hmm. what struck me is this, um, in, in his, you know, he posted the video uh, and then he put out a note, uh, a subsequent note. And in that note, he said, you know, he had been struggling with this for about 15 years now. Uh, and I would imagine he was struggling right up till the moment he hit record uh, on his uh, phone uh, to record that video. And... It's just so, I think, great, uh, beautiful, if you want to use that word, wonderful, that all that anxiety uh, and, and the matter-of-fact way that he you know, went ahead and, and announced it, and then the overwhelming support that he's um, uh, received afterwards is kind of a lesson, maybe, uh, hopefully, uh, that all this pent-up anxiety that we sometimes uh, create for ourselves, suppressing something of this you know, uh, nature worried about what that reaction might be. Um, I hope that he's gotten some solace and some peace now in this decision, especially in the aftermath. And, and hopefully it, it, it helps somebody else behind him um, do the same and, 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 and release that anxiety. And, and you know, uh, because on the other side, there, there's, there's good human beings who are going to accept him. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's well put. And I, you know, I've gotten... Uh my share of emails and messages today, um, amid all the, the support for this guy and this courageous uh, decision he made to come out publicly, um, people said, hey, uh, who cares? You know, what's the big deal? I, I, you, know, um, you know, I don't care about it. Who cares? And my feeling when I think about that is that sort of discounts and uh, diminishes the courage that it took for this guy to do this. Um, yeah, you may say that, who cares, but uh, you can't sort of um, dampen, uh, you know, extreme, I, I just keep coming back to courage uh, that it would take to do this in this sort of testosterone-infused league and and. Uh, to make an announcement like that, and 
And I spoke to Jason Collins um, at length yesterday, and I'm sure we'll get into that, but uh, the first NBA, openly gay NBA player. And, you know, he said something uh, that I thought was pretty powerful. He said, you know, in these situations, it's good to be the first, but you don't want to be the last. You want to hold the door open for people behind you. And uh, I thought that was a really uh, powerful message. And and when I saw those numbers, which I was not familiar with the Trevor Project or the uh, the numbers of you know sort of suicidal ideations that uh, people in the uh, gay community have. Uh, you know, it's like five times the suicidal ideations for young people. And that's, that's staggering. And to think that uh, we can make a dent in that um, as a collective um, is, is, it is a big deal. That is a really big deal to address. And so I'm, I'm so impressed. I didn't know Carl, but just watching that video and uh, hearing his message, and as you said, sort of a matter-of-fact way that he said it, when he had to be, um, his heart had to be fluttering out of his chest, you know, I mean, to, to say something like that. And he was, um, he was tremendous. So, but some of the messages I, I, I thought were, they were powerful talking to Jason Collins. He said, you know, as, as a sports figure, you, um, you're used to inspiring people younger than you and talking to kids and, ta- and, and having fans who, are, uh, uh, who grew up watching you. But he said when he made his announcement in 2014, he said he was stunned by the number of older people who came up to him, people all ages, including decades older than he was, who said, look, you really impacted my life. And... Uh, and there are many, many, you know, multiples of people um, who he will never meet and who Carl will never meet, uh, whose lives he's impacted. And I heard he was the number one selling jersey right now, and that is, that's really cool. And this is how change is affected in society. And, you know, people are ready to, I would say, the, the vast majority of people, I believe, who I encounter, are ready to uh, embrace this, normalize this, hope that someday this isn't a news story. Right, exactly. And, and you know, I've gotten the same messages uh, as, as you, um, you know, uh, like, why is this a big, why is this a big uh, story? Um and, you know, my reminder would be, imagine going through your life to the age of 28 and suppressing something uh, about yourself uh, for yeah. all these years and the anxiety that that causes and the stress that that causes. Uh, so it, it's not a big story to you necessarily, um, but for but for Carl Nassib and anyone else, everyone deserves the opportunity to live their life free and honestly, and honestly, uh, and not feel like they have to hide something uh, because of what 
the perceived reaction might be. For him, it's a big story, just letting that out and now being able to live the rest of his life free and happy uh, and without having to suppress anything. That in itself is a story. And uh, as you have mentioned, um, just the people that it will help, whether they're young or old, um, you know, in terms of coming to terms with that fear and it does exist it shouldn't and hopefully this is another step in that direction where um you know whatever that stigma might be um and it seems to be getting smaller and smaller and smaller or less significant and significant every day um that's going to lead you know to to uh a, just a better world in, in general. And, and I wanted to reference your, your article uh, on Jason Collins and I, you know, urge, urge everyone to go to uh, the Los Angeles times uh, website and, and, and check it out uh, because he was the first person that I thought of, uh, you know, not only covered him in high school, you know, and uh, he was a prominent college player at Stanford and obviously in the NBA. Um, and, and when that was, when he made that announcement, the support that he got from guys, players like Kobe, Bryant, the giants of the game, in support of him uh, just meant the world to him and uh, i think it's it, that that's that's a reminder for carl and anyone else that there's more of that than the other thing uh hopefully and and you know uh and and hopefully that is you know the the, the message of it uh, as it relates to the rest of the nfl other players teammates um, there's been a lot of support, uh, you know, expressed for Carl. Uh, Derek Carr just made a statement um, uh, just a few minutes ago. How do you think that's going to uh, play out, or are we making too big of a deal out of that end of it? Well, um, and I was I was really glad to hear that Derek Carr had made a statement because one of the things that Jason Collins says, said was it was particularly important for him to hear from the team leaders because they really do set the tone in the locker room. They set the tone throughout the organization. And uh, teammates, that was meaningful. But to hear from, as you said, the team and league leaders, I mean, in, in his case, it was Kobe, it was Steve Nash, uh, who sort of um, put down their marker and said, look, this is how I feel about it, and I'm in support uh, of this person. And... Uh, but I, I asked Jason because he was, I mean, he was a great point of reference. I mean, I think there are real parallels here. And I said, at what point do you, of course, you, you know, Carl Nassa right now is probably riding an adrenaline high because everybody is, he's unburdened himself of this and, um, is living his, uh, true his truth, as they say, um, but also he's just buoyed, I would think, by the uh, by all the support. But at what point does that taper off and normalize? You know, when, when do you reach sort of a comfortable cruising altitude uh, in the wake of this? And uh, Jason Collins said, you know, at some point, and maybe at the start of the season, and maybe a couple weeks into the season. This fades into the background is no longer a story, and people are talking about his production on the field. And I bet he cannot wait to, uh, good, bad, or otherwise, to have people focused on his production as a, as a professional. And uh, it was Jason's sort of, uh, his, his conjecture was that by week four, I mean, I think, I think it'll happen actually 
much sooner than that because I think this may be a a one you know a one or two day story at training camp um, when he addresses it again and um, and people talk to teammates etc and then you move on and life goes on and um, and that's really good I think it's good and I think it's good to discuss these things it's good the NFL's matched his hundred thousand dollar donation to the Trevor Project and. And now the league is using its its uh, muscle to uh, promote that, um, and, and its platform to uh, promote that nonprofit, and it raises awareness. And then we move on, and hopefully we're we're a little bit more involved in, in the next month. Um, so the door is held open. So again, I think that I think that having a team leader come out or multiple team leaders come out and express their support has to be very meaningful. Yeah, I, I concur, and, and I and I completely agree. And um, you know, I know a lot of people were like, "Has Derek said anything? Has Derek said anything?" Uh, and 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 knowing Derek, I think that uh, he wanted to. Um, I don't think he wanted to overshadow the moment. I think he wanted to give it the necessary time. And also for him to reach out, uh, for, you know, uh, uh, what he said was he had reached out privately uh, to Carl Nassib to express his love and support for him that way. Um, but, you know, it, it's it, it's a big deal whether Derek knows it or not or understands it or not. Uh, for Carl and I think for everyone else, for the quarterback of the team in the face of the franchise to say, Hey, we got this guy's back. And, um, and that's how it's going to be. And, uh, that's how it's going to, that's going to, that's how it's going to stay. Stan, uh, with, before I let you, um, uh, out of here, I know you got to run. I really appreciate, uh, the time. And by the way, you could follow, um, Sam at LA times farmer. And I suggest that you do, cause he always has great stuff and great content. Um, we're, we're coming out of COVID-19. We're not quite all the way there yet. And there is a, a bit of a divide, um, I guess you might want to say uh, with the vaccination um, and specifically with players, some who uh, are completely on board, others who have been uh, hesitant. Um, I think the league is in a um, kind of a delicate spot, I guess, uh, about that. You don't want to um, mandate that everybody uh, gets the vaccination because it is a personal choice, but there is a collective element to this as well uh, because what you know, player A does could be, very well affect affect a player B. There's that reality uh, of it. Um, a, how do you think the NFL has handled things to this point? Uh, and B, is this going to be something that um, hangs over uh, uh, the rest of the season? And do you think it's going to have any kind of an effect during the season? Um, I think uh, addressing your first question, I think the NFL did a pretty remarkable job in that it didn't cancel any of the 256 games, played an entire regular season. I know there were uh, games that were postponed and there were isolated outbreaks and there were, um, you know, situations as a, like in Denver when uh, they had to play with a, with a practice squad receiver at quarterback, although I think that was because the quarterbacks broke protocol and uh, were uh, having meetings without masks and that kind of stuff, and more than uh, as opposed to an outbreak, it caused them to do that. Um, I, thought, I thought to pull off the season 
and not have a bubble uh, and to learn what they did in terms of, uh, you know, the connection devices and the implementation of that and the data that they uh, were able to deliver to the CDC, I think, was pretty impressive of what the NFL did. Um, and what a weird year. I mean, to, to do all this and to have nobody have fake sound. I mean, a year ago, if we, when we did talk about that, it sounded otherworldly. Like, what? They're going to pipe in sound to games? But now that's, that's just, uh, you know, we, we don't even think about it. Like, of course. Um, and, you know, I think the league is, is going to want to put, <laughs> exert whatever pressure it can to get people vaccinated and, and probably by uh, incentivizing it by saying if you are vaccinated, you don't have to do this, you don't have to be tested on a daily basis, you uh, might not have to wear a connection device or you might, um, but you're going to have that percentage of people for, for whatever reason um, who don't want to get vaccinated. And it's going to be just, I think, a little more complicated for them. Um, now, for reporters, I think there are also reporters out there who, oh, I know there are, who uh, might not want to get vaccinated or team employees. And that'll be more difficult because I don't think the league will be as um, uh, sympathetic to that. And I, I don't know if reporters will be allowed in the press box. I don't believe they will uh, uh, if they aren't vaccinated. And that would really inhibit how you know, you're doing your job. So I think that's a very sticky situation. Um, but with players, yeah, the league, the league isn't going to give an absolute that you have to be vaccinated. But they're going to make life um, a little more difficult by making life easier for people who are vaccinated. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, you know, I've, I've gotten into this argument, um, you know, with, with plenty of pl plenty of other people. Um, you know, my, my, my son plays high school football. Guess what? He has to have all of his shots up to date, um, all of his vaccinations, just to go to the school that he goes to. And my daughter goes to every kid that goes to a public school has to be vaccinated uh, for various a number of, of things. Uh, I, I, I don't quite understand um the disconnect over that, like like football players, NFL players who have literally been expressing themselves, Cole Beasley comes to mind. You want to just say to him, Cole, you do realize that the only way you're able to play uh, football on a high school football team and college is to have been updated on your vaccines, right? So this thing, this 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 uh, feeling that this is some sort of a new phenomena, and there's like this dictatorship uh, being, you know, a decision coming down. This is how we operate how we've been operating forever now all of our lives so i don't get it sam but uh, hopefully uh, somebody posted somebody made a comment posted and said you know uh be a carl massive not a cole beasley <laughs> wow i like it i like that a lot uh sam uh it's been too long i really appreciate the time uh can't wait to get you back uh, in the huddle down the road but uh super appreciative uh, of your time today thanks a lot and take care of yourself brother Thank you, Vinny, and my best of the family. It's great to hear your voice. I look forward to seeing you soon.
Likewise, and that will happen uh, in California, if not Las Vegas, uh, at some point very, very soon. Uh, that was Sam Farmer, one of the best to do it uh, ever, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, uh, the great, great, great NFL writer from the Los Angeles Times, kind enough to spend some time with us in the huddle and shed some light uh, outside of Las Vegas uh, on uh, the Carl Nassib announcement yesterday and the aftermath of it, which honestly has been overwhelmingly positive although sam gets the same emails that i get apparently uh there are some people out there who are still kind of you know being uh or, or, or showing their lack of evolution so uh, uh be that as it may it's been overwhelmingly positive on the other end you're in the huddle with vinnie bonsignor brought to you by tequila and Bahadur. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a another busy day, another busy Tuesday. Uh, Derek Carr um, had to wait until right before I went on air uh, to uh, to send out uh, the statement. But uh, thanks uh, to him and his group for um, giving it to us first, um, and uh, and I, I I truly appreciate that. And it was important um, for for. You know, Derek Carr, the leader of, of the Raider team, the face of the franchise, um, to come out and uh, say something. And uh, he, he, he indicated that he had called Carl privately, um, expressed his love uh, for Carl Nassib, um, and um, I'm sure everything else will stay between uh, those two, uh, their friends and their teammates, and as it should, uh, the, re- the rest of that conversation will stay uh, private. But in the text, um, you know, uh, Derek said that, you know, I have often said I love my teammates, and I mean it. We always say we are family in that Raider locker room, and we mean that too. I want to win a championship here with Carl and the rest of our teammates. I think that that's perfectly fine. I, I you know, um, uh, it, it really, that's the way it should be. You know, everyone has their private lives. Everyone does their thing after they leave the building. Um, and and that's that's what life is all about. And what, what Derek says is, you know, He's a teammate. We love him. I love him. Uh, time to go win a championship, and uh, everything else is um, doesn't matter, and it shouldn't. And uh, hopefully, here's here's hoping uh, that it never will again. But um, we'll probably have a little bit of a ways uh, to get to that point. We're gonna go out to the Raider Nation uh, guest line and welcome in our good friend. And um, am I allowed to say teammate yet, Q? What you you tell me, brother? Uh, we're talking to Q Myers, but I'm gonna let him, um, you know, uh, guide us on that. I mean, I'm always a teammate, man. I'm always going to be a teammate. Let's just put it like that. Uh, we're always going to be beyond All right. the team. <laughs> I, I got you, man. It's been, you know, it's been one of those last crazy 26, 27 hours. So, uh, and, uh, you know, you know how it, wor- how it works in the news breaking business. So, um, yes. we'll just leave it at that for right now. Uh, but, uh, big things are coming and, um, uh, I can't wait to, uh, to announce all of that. But Q, um, just got that text from, uh, from Derek Carr. I'm sure you, uh, you saw, uh, the content of, of what it was that he said, expressing privately his love to, uh, Carl Nassib and support to Carl. Carl Nassib and uh, and then and then uh, saying you know I've often said I love my teammates I mean it we always say we are family in that Raider locker room and we mean that too I want to win a championship here with Carl and the rest of our teammates I think um, 
I think it's perfectly fine. And, uh, you know, I know everyone's going to run with, did he say it this way? How did he say it? But all that kind of stuff. To me, that's like, we got his back. He's one of our teammates. We love him. Everybody loves each other in this in this locker room. Now we want to go win a championship. Yeah, I think it's great. I, I mean, I really do. I was, first of all, I was very happy that Carl Nassim came out and said what he said yesterday. I think it was great. I think that, just like he said in the video, that, you know, unfortunately, it's still a day and time where these videos have to be dropped. Uh, at some point, hopefully, it'll just be, hey, it's cool. He is who he is. He's going to do what he's going to do, and that's fine. And like Derek Carr said, go out and win a championship together. Um, but for Derek Carr, the, the leader of the team, I know there have been some questions from folks saying, you know, has he come out and said anything? Have some of the Raiders teammates come out and said anything? Are they supporting him? That was a big question. And I saw a couple of the, you know, the teammates kind of quoted in different pieces here and there. Uh, but I hadn't heard from Derek Carr. And so for you to get that, you know, that message and then be able to relay it like that, I think that's great. And it kind of lets you know where the mindset of the leader of the team is in Derek Carr. So uh, I think all is well. Uh, I think the Raiders have always been out in front of, you know, these kind of, these kind of, not movements, but these kind of situations as far as, uh, you know, gr- uh, groundbreaking as they've always done, whether it's a, a woman in power with the team, if it's a, a African-American head coach, a, a, you know, a, a Latino head coach. I mean, whatever it is, they've always been in the, in, in, the, in, in the forefront. And so I think that this is just another step for the Raiders. So I'm very excited, and I think they, that Derek Carr did what he was supposed to do. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, as have uh, a bunch of his teammates. We've seen, you know, Carl's Carl's jersey is the number one selling jersey over the last like twenty four right. hours or so. Um, that tells you a lot about, um, you know, how people are, are embracing that. And I think, you know, Q. That's that's uh, I've, I've I've reiterated this a few times now, and that's my, my my biggest takeaway is, you know, in his in the statement that he made subsequent uh, to putting out that video, um, it was. <laughs> basically saying that he had struggled for 15 years, you know, uh, making this uh, uh, coming out, basically. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Sorry about the little technical difficulty there uh but uh but q um what i was saying was you know all that anxiety that he had um you know pre-announcing it and uh the 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 naturalness and casualness and and coolness now that everyone is expressing for him and support that uh, uh they're expressing for him um you know i'm hoping that somebody else sees that and many other people see that uh and and are able to say to themselves, anyone that might be struggling the same way Carl was for the last 15 years on how to do this or whether to do this, uh, hopefully everything that's happened over these last 24 years or 24 hours helps somebody else and many other people just say, you know what, it's going to be okay. Uh, there's a lot of love on the other side uh, of whatever I'm worried about. Um, and to me, I hope that that's the takeaway that, that comes from this. Yeah, I, I do too, and I think that it's headed in the right direction. I really do, just based off all the reaction. And look, I've seen a lot of negative reaction too. I've seen a lot of fans that you know feel some kind of way and think, "Oh, he just put this out there, so uh, the Raiders have a tougher time cutting him if he doesn't cut it." You know, and and I don't buy that. I think that if he doesn't make the team, if in training camp he, he doesn't do what they expect him to do, and he, he's not one of the the best fifty three, they'll move on from him and just call it a day. I mean, that's just that's 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 business. That's what it's all about. It doesn't really matter who you are, but I've seen some fans say that, and I get it. You know, you always want to kind of look into different angles of it. You don't want to just take it at, 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 you know, the surface level all the time. But I just think that it's a good thing. I can imagine that was a huge weight on his shoulders. And I'll tell you from personal experience that 
anytime I have something that's really weighing heavy on me, it it bothers me. And I can usually do a really good job of doing my job and covering up whatever's you know, on my mind to the point where you don't know there's a problem, but it's just such a burden to me. And then finally when it's not there anymore or when I finally let it out, then all of a sudden it's like, man, it's like that big sigh of relief. And so even if you don't really notice the difference in me, I notice the difference in me. And I guarantee that you might not, Carl might be the same dude or look like the same dude or sound like the same dude that he was in practice last year, but I guarantee that that weight that's been lifted off his shoulders is amazing and he feels 100% free. Like, there's nothing you can tell him. He is all good in the hood. And I, I just think that that is really, really major. And, and all the overwhelming support that he's received over the last 24 hours helps in that, in, in that in a major way. Yeah, and uh, I forget where I read this, but somebody once said, you know, uh, anything like that, like what Carl was going through or something that was weighing heavily on your mind. I've had family members that went years without talking to each other, and we've seen that before in life as well over some, you know, something insignificant or maybe even big. Uh, who knows? Um, but every situation like that is a 30-second conversation away from just being dissipated and like you said free and and you don't think that and and we, we we fight against ourselves so much but it literally is the case it took him one minute to make that announcement and it changed his entire life and you know after after 15 years or so of fighting against it it took one minute for it to just go all that anxiety to just kind of dissipate just like that and to me that's that that that's a great thing um all right q and we're talking to our good friend q myers nice enough to uh to drop by and spend some time with us uh, in the huddle on a very important uh last 24 hours or so um q here's the other end of this um carl nassib could be a uh in a in a very um role-playing type of a way be a big part of this defense uh, we've we've heard gus bradley talk about the importance of putting together not just one defensive line but maybe two defensive lines uh that you can rotate uh in and out so that when you get to those last two minutes of a game when you get to the end of a season you're in a you're going to be in a much better position to have something left in the tank across the board rather than you know, uh, hoping and praying in that last minute or so of a game that guy, guys can dig down and find something that might not even be there to make a play. And far too often, we've seen the Raiders not be able to make that play defensively. Um, but when you start stacking up Unique Ngakwe, Max Crosby, Clee Farrell, maybe Malcolm Kuntz, uh, the, the, the de interior defensive lineman, Quentin Jefferson, um, you know, uh, Solomon Thomas, Jonathan Hankins, Darius Phylon, and Carl Nassib, that defensive line does have the makings of a pretty good, solid group. And 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 uh, Carl Nassib, I mean, he's he's a guy that's had six, seven sacks in his career before. Um, he's he's been sh he's shown that he can rush the passer. He could be a not a huge part of this defense, but he can give them something that they didn't get from him last year, and in a big way that could have a big impact. Yeah, no doubt. And I think that you asked the question, matter of fact, defensive coordinator Gus Bradley about Max Crosby and his snaps, and that's when he started talking about that, that two lines, and he wants to have a, a big enough rotation so guys are, are strong at the end of the games because we have seen guys at the end of games just kind of bogged down and not have enough juice left in the tank. And I think that the best example of that, and I've been saying it for a while, is the San Francisco 49ers who went to the Super Bowl. They had a healthy rotation of defensive linemen. They had a bunch of first-rounders, former first-round picks. 
they had so much going on as far as guys that could just get after the quarterback, and they just kept bringing them and bringing them and bringing them. And so there was never a guy out there tired. And so when you ask that question about Max's snaps and could they be reduced, and I feel like Gus Bradley, and this was my interpretation, is him saying that, hey, he could end up on the second line, but he's still going to get a lot of burn because we're going to have the second line out there all the time. But there's going to be a healthy rotation, and that's ideally what, they, what they'd like to do. And so that, uh, that excites me. And then when, as, it, as it pertains to Carl, Carl Nassif, he could be a, a part of that, that second line. He could be a part of that heavy rotation. And with this extra weight laid uh, off his shoulders, Maybe he goes out there and plays a little bit more free than he even did a year ago and has more impact plays than what we saw his first year with the Raiders. And he's back to that guy he was in Tampa Bay when he got six and a half sacks and he led the team in sacks. Maybe he gets closer to that. If you get six and a half sacks from a guy that you probably didn't expect to get that from based off what he did last year, you're really cooking with grease. Yeah, and you know when when Unique and Gakwe talked about he and Car- he and uh, Max being a, a tandem, um, I think people took that to mean that they were going to be lined up opposite uh, each other, and there are going to be times when they are. But I think it's even more than that. I think he meant as a literal tandem. Uh, you know, uh, they're going to be interchangeable uh, in, in in many ways, one replacing the other. Uh, you know, on, on, in certain situations, on certain downs, so that the combined snaps that they play in Unique's mind is going to be uh, the, the best tandem snaps in the league. That's how I kind of read it. I think you could take it a whole bunch of different ways, but how did you read uh, what Unique said? Well, you know, I, I took it originally as they were going to be on the, on the field at the same time, and I, I don't think that that's going to happen a whole lot, only because I know that neither one of the guys are super strong against the run, but... I also realized that, and I think Gus Bradley said this as well, when he was talking about Corey Littleton, that they might put him on the outside because he sets the edge really well. So I thought, okay, hold on. Maybe they, 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 you know, they flip this uh, scheme up a little bit. Maybe they get a little creative with the players in this scheme, and so maybe they could end up on the field. But uh, I, I just think that it doesn't matter when they get on the field. If they're on together, they're still going to be – uh, alpha dog A and alpha dog B. You know what I mean? Like one's going to lead the team in, in sacks and the other one will be right behind them if not, you know, have the same amount. And so I think we've talked on the show about, you know, if, if Nick and Gakwe gives you 8 to 10, which you expect them to do, and Max Crosby gives you 8 to 10, that's already, you know, maxed out at 20 right there just between the two guys. That defensive line only had 21 in 2020. So that's already a win, and you're expecting someone else to step up. All right, Q. Um, uh, it's the Raiders against the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, and uh, pick whichever game you want it to be. There's a minute left in the game. The Raiders are up by four points. The the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, have have the ball. What is your front four going to look like in those obvious passing situations where the Chiefs have to, you know, start a drive and and, and end a drive with a touchdown? What's your starting uh, for looking like uh, in in that situation? Wow, that's a really good question. Um... Man, if, if if you're only up by well, you're only up four, so you got to score a touchdown. Um, I, I would love to put Max and and, and Gakwe on the on the field at the same time, but I also don't want to give up big chunks of runs just in case someone's able to get outside. So I got to have Clee on the field. I got to have Gakwe on the field. Um, man, that's such a good question. Um, I, I guess I'd roll. I'd roll with uh, with Hankins. Hankins or Solomon Thomas, whoever proves to be a little bit better. I think Hankins, I'd probably go with seasoned veteran a little bit. And then, oh, man, I might just have to fall for Banana's tail, probably put Crosby out there, too, just because he's going into year three. Um, man, I'm not, I'm not sure. 
I'm, I'm going. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, like you said, either Hankins or Solomon Thomas, Clee okay. Farrell and Max Crosby. And uh, I think you're okay. going to see guys lining up right with their hand in the ground. Uh, I yeah. think you're going to see guys dropping back sometimes in pass coverage and, uh, you know, a, a linebacker coming uh, from somewhere yeah. that you weren't seeing. I, that, that's where, I think that that's where that's headed in that kind of a situation during the game. It's going to be, you know, uh, all sorts of different formations, but I, I, I just have that vision in my head where Clee Farrell kicks inside alongside either Solomon or, or Hankins. And you have your two best pass rushers, um, in Max Crosby and and Unique Ngakwe uh, flying off the edge, and, and I could go for that. You know, I was I was kind of on that on that page anyway, and I just didn't know if I wanted to pull the trigger. But uh, no, the way you you know the way you have it sized up and the way you have it sounding, yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that, especially if you have better play from your linebackers as well. I can I can feel a lot more confident with that. So I'm good with that. You got to have your best guys out there uh, when it matters the most. And the other thing, the other factor here is that I believe Jonathan Abram will be playing up in the in the box. So I think that he's going to also be a factor in that as well. So that'll help. And he could be a guy that can get after the quarterback in certain situations and get him play that kind of Jamal Adams-type role. So uh, there's a lot of different factors that go into this. But, yeah, I can, I can go with those front four that you're, that you're selling. All right, John Gruden and Gus Bradley, Q and I have that part of it figured out. So you can move on to the next. You can move on to the next issue, whatever that might be, uh, and how you want to uh, handle that situation. Q, it's always a pleasure. You know that. Uh, thank you so much um, for uh, for dropping in the huddle and uh, shedding some light on a very important issue, and then also having some fun uh, after that as well. Uh, you're always welcome. You know that. Uh, take care of yourself, and we'll talk to you very soon down the line, my man. Absolutely, my man. I look forward to being in the huddle with you, man. I'll make it happen soon, I promise. All right, there you go. Uh, that's our good friend Q Myers uh, dropping by, uh, spending some time with us in the huddle. As I told him, I'll tell you, always, always, always appreciate the insight and knowledge. You are in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. <laughs> 